one of our stars right there uh, just uh, reminded me of uh, Lele Dikumalo and interestingly this past Saturday uh, was facilitating a, a discussion with filmmakers and Anand Singh was um, in the audience and Lele Dikumalo was one of the uh, contributors. I know I'm name throwing right now um, but yeah we have special stars in our midst and uh, right now connecting from uh, some special stars to special stars of a different kind uh, joining me in studio uh, to connect to uh, trolleypreneur. Do, do you know that uh, there are people who are just making a business out of uh, collecting uh, using those trolleys? And uh, Donna Marie Noble is with us in studio to help us understand what Impact is doing um, as a communications manager. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much to coming to studio. Oh, thanks for having me. We always love it when people are in studio. That's lots of fun. <laughs> Now, tell us about, I mean, we'll talk a little later about uh, this special Stan Blue. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, his uh, story just uh, captured my heart. And as you know, that uh, in, during this time, every Tuesdays, we focus on uh, people with disabilities and, and looking at the great work that's done uh, around uh, issues of disability. Um, but let's talk about trolleypreneur. What does that mean? Well, the term trolleypreneur, or maybe what people know better, is more of a collector. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I like I like the trolleypreneur. I like trolleypreneurs. <laughs> well, I think in South Africa we're quite creative. Absolutely, but, uh, it makes sense. So there'll be the guys walking around in your neighbourhoods, pushing their trolleys collecting recyclables so they can earn a living from them. And some of us get um, upset that, uh, you know, you're blocking the road mm. and it's it's just a guy trying to earn an honest living. Absolutely. That's way better than smashing your window, right? Absolutely. And they're important to recycling. We actually need them. They're doing a service for all of us, actually. So so let's talk about this collecting. What exactly is it that they collect? Because I see these trolleys mm. that look so heavy and I'm thinking, what's in there? Mm. So they collect different materials. So uh, your cardboard boxes, your newspapers, your magazines, uh, your PET bottles, your like cool drink bottles, your mm-hmm. water bottles and that. And of late, your uh, long enough milk and juice cartons. And they collect them and they flatten them and they pile them quite high in their trolleys and off they go then to a buyback centre where they get paid for their materials. And that gets recycled. That's important. So what's a day of a collector like on a daily basis? Well, I mean, I can give you an example where we stay. You know, I can hear them as early as 5 o'clock in the morning coming Mm. down our street. Um, They get up quite early because they need to get ahead, obviously, of the refuse trucks and things like that Mm -hmm. for, for households maybe that are actually not recycling. And you'll see they will know who does what. So they'll know the households that put out the PET bottles, for example, and they'll know the households that don't, where they need to then go through their bins and get the recyclables. But they sort out the different grades. Mm -hmm. And it's quite a well-run ecosystem. You'll see a number of them working together. So one will collect maybe the PET bottles and one will take cardboard boxes and off they'll go. But, I mean, their day can be quite long because obviously they get paid for their loads. So the more loads they get in, the more they earn at the end of the day. So for households, how can we make it easy for them? Well, there's nothing stopping every single person in South Africa from making this a dignified job. Why should they have to scratch That's exactly your why I'm asking because, mm. I mean, we throw in anything and everything, mm. including dead Things. Absolutely. Yeah. So sort out your recyclables. Separate your paper, your boxes, your plastic bottles, you know. Put it out in a plastic bag. 
let mm. the guys know they can come around and grab it and off they go. Mm. As I said, it's an ecosystem, so they're very much aware of who recycles and who doesn't recycle in the area. And off they'll go and you've done your bit to make their day a bit easier, actually. And and what is the age um, of, of uh, these uh, human beings who are just trying to earn a decent living? Geez, it's, it's quite difficult, but I mean, you'll get people who are school leavers all the way up to people close to retirement age who are doing collecting and that. Um, they'll support family members as well through their mm-hmm. collecting. Uh, we get a lot of people where they sort of retired and now mm-hmm. they've decided to do recycling to earn another income on the side. And I mean, the model varies. We've got one lady that started a few years ago just herself. And today she's got five guys driving around with Bucky's collecting materials oh, and whoa, doing recycling. Power. So the, the, the sky's the limit really when it comes to this. I guess it depends on the individual. Absolutely. So how much is made um, on average? Mm. So it varies according to the type of material that they collect. So, for example, PET bottles will collect a higher price than, for example, a cardboard box or a magazine. And it also varies from area to area. So Durban and Cape Town, their pricing will vary to Joburg and things like that. I I I want us to talk about the special star that mm, I was making reference to, um, because you may be asking yourself how relevant this conversation is to our disability feature. And uh, I, I I saw this letter and I'm thinking, uh, this is a typical guy on day to day basis who starts his day at 5 a.m. Uh, goes and collects. Um, looked at his circumstances and decided, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not mm. going to be a victim. I'm going to do something about my life and support myself and my grandmother. Uh, we talk about that after this. This is an SABC Foundation supported initiative. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. Thank you for joining us and uh, we invite you to connect with us. Uh, you can be uh, with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at SAFM Radio and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and uh, also WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 and uh, you can also give us a call on 891 204 or SMSs at 40938 charged at, at 150 per SMS. And right now we're talking about uh, trolleypreneur. These are individuals who just uh, uh, collect, um, collect. you may call it garbage to them. <laughs> it's it's goods and services um, that pay the bills. And uh, joining us uh, from Impact Communications Manager is Donna Marie Noble, who is um, uh, talking on behalf of these uh, trolleypreneurs and uh, also on behalf of Impact. Now let's talk about uh, I mean, before we even get to this special star, uh, what is the role then played by Impact? So um, we have a number of buyback centres around Gauteng, over 45 in total. And the collectors obviously collect all of the material and they bring them to the buyback centres. Mm-hmm. The buyback centres obviously buy the loose material and then we purchase the material from the buyback centres to keep our mills full where we process paper and PET bottles and things like that. So they're an integral part of that process. You know, without mm-hmm. the collectors, we don't actually have that footprint that we actually need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and how many do you have currently? So with the 45 buyback centres, they support about a 1,000 collectors. And the collectors vary from buyback centre to buyback centre. Some will have 10, some will have 30 regulars. It just obviously depends where they're located. 
That sounds like it's a huge business. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Mlungisi Mavimbela. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I saw that story. It really just warmed my heart. Oh, good. Good. You know, he's a very uh, special individual. Uh, he is mentally disabled, but it doesn't stop him from going out every day, collecting his materials and earning an income. And I mean, he, he's quite a remarkable individual because he starts very early and off he goes and the people in the community know him. You know, mm. he, he delivers to our one buyback center in Tembisa and the people know him. They let him into the property. They know he's coming on certain dates and times. So it's a real sense of support for him in that area. And I think that's also why he does quite well, in all honesty. So why um, did you not turn him back um, because of his disability? Well, it's not a problem for us with him being disabled. He's going out and he's doing a job. It's not a easy job by any means of oh, the word. It's, it's hard work. Yeah. Um, you have to be physically able to sort of carry the loads and things like that. But, I mean, working with him and through the Timbisa self-help um uh, association it actually helped us because he goes and he does numerous loads through the days so he's quite clever he knows what his limits are he'll go out he'll collect and he'll come back and he'll go out again and come back you know so he's very much aware of what he can and can't do but he's one of those individuals that makes a difference and we need more people like yeah, him in yeah. South Africa and I love how he connects to um, him being a trolleypreneur that uh, mm-hmm. for for your normal uh, work environment he mm-hmm. could not be employed because mm-hmm. of his disability and mm. and here's an opportunity and this could be an opportunity for many um, young people out there absolutely you know I mean there's it's, it's about creating your own destiny it's the ability to be your own boss at the end of the day and I mean even a lot of our buyback center owners they all started out as collectors and they built their business over time so it's what you make of it, you know, and South Africa is a great country for being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect environment. Where else could you actually do this? And and this also um, creates employment for people with disabilities. Absolutely. Um, what sort of limitations would they have, though, uh, if they wanted to follow um, Lungis's uh, footsteps? Look, maybe they'd be a bit limited in terms of being able to communicate with the places that they collect in, but that's where it helps when they work through a buyback center. So, for example, this one, they actually communicate as well with the different residents, with the different hospitals and schools and things like that within Tembisa. So it's almost a partnership at the end of mm, the day. Mm. I'm loving the fact that uh, he says I'm, I'm, I'm mentally disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not physically disabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of his limitations as uh, a, a, a service provider to you? Mm-hmm. Look, for us, there's no limitations. He mm-hmm. goes out, he collects, he brings the materials in. It's what he wants to do. His biggest thing for us is that he needed something to push. He mm-hmm. needed a trolley. And uh, us supplying that equipment is a great benefit for us because we know we're going to get the materials at the end of the day. So if that's all he actually required from us, fantastic. He's doing his thing. So let's talk about these requirements. Mm. Um, mm. What do they need? What sort of requirements are needed um, for for mm. individuals who would like to do this uh, sure. for a living? So they obviously got to be hardworking individuals. It's long yeah, hours you wake through up the at, day. You wake you, up early. You leave home at 5 a.m. As, as Pam Lungis is with, and that mm. you leave home, not wake up at 5. Absolutely. Mm. So it's a long day and you've got to understand that. But you've obviously got to work in an area where you know there's collectibles and things like that. And I mean, if anyone 
everyone's looking for the nearest buyback center, they can just call into our office. We can link them accordingly. But it's for you to see an opportunity, and this is usually where it comes out. A lot of our collectors will be in a taxi somewhere, and they'll see an opportunity to collect materials, or they'll be talking to a friend or a workmate or whatever the case might be. So it's eking out those opportunities where they see no recycling is actually going on, and then just almost linking the two, making Mm. certain that they're going and collecting and making certain it gets to one of our buyback centers. So, and some of the material that uh, that they need, I've had uh, words like shock box. <laughs> what okay. is that? So the shock box was just a concept that we developed with agency to actually say, well, how are we going to tell people and media about the collectors and how they work in our environment? You yeah. know? And what we did is we had this cardboard box and we put all the different materials in that we actually recycle, what I alluded to earlier. The and that looks like there. my rubbish bin. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it's almost like I hope it shocks you into recycling. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just a loaf of bread and butter to say, you know what, your rubbish, your recyclables are my bread and butter. And wow. that was the point of the shock box, you know. So that's how we got How impactful has it been? I mean, it it really changed the way I view things and the good. way I throw rubbish in, in my bin. Well, I think if we've impacted one person's life today to start recycling, we've probably done pretty well. That's important. Why is it that we find it? I mean, recycling is the right thing to do. It is. But why do we find it difficult to do this? Well, I think we're in a country where it's so easy to just put our rubbish bin out and now it goes to landfill and the municipality will deal with it. But we've got to change that mindset. We we can't live like that forever. Mm. We're running out of landfill space in this country and it's a very serious issue. So you at home with your kids, there's nothing stopping you from starting to separate out your recyclables. And and your kids can Mm. help you do it, actually. And if every person... every home actually does that will reduce the amount of waste we send into landfill one of my pet hates is is driving behind a person um who just gallop a can of whatever and and just throw it out the window yeah littering it's it's disgusting and it, it's it's not necessary in this country that's exact the exact way that should be used mm. it is disgusting now yeah. for people listening to this conversation maybe wanting to recruit um, or, or encourage people to view um, trolleypreneurs an option, especially when you're unemployed. Uh, where do they find you? Contact details, please. So easiest is to go to our website, which is impactrecycling.co.za. But we also have a toll-free number, which is 0800-022-112. September is done. September and I don't think people were aware that mm. this was recycling month. It, it is uh, quite sad that we actually lost a minister who was very passionate mm. about recycling within the month of recycling. Absolutely. And Edna Malewa was integral to a lot of our projects in that as well. She mm. opened our polymers operation. She was at our liquid packaging launch last year. So we miss her. She was a great lady. Yeah. What a tragic loss. Thank mm. you. Thank you very much Thank for you. joining us. Um, please do come to studio again next time. Uh, Donna Marie Noble, who is a communications manager at MPAC, thank you for joining us. And hopefully we'll see um, Lungisi on social media and interact with him. He must stop being shy. <laughs> thank you so much. Pass our regards uh, to him. And thank you so much to the team. That's where we end the conversation today. And uh, God willing, we see each other again tomorrow. Hear each other again tomorrow. And no, Sylvester, really. <laughs> Sylvester Kobani. Thank you so much uh, to the team. We're back again tomorrow, God willing. Up next is uh, the news bulletin with Uzile Saku. And uh, we also have uh, Sir Enes Pile back on the home run.